Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, we're back. We're, we're fucking back. Football is back. It's here. It's week zero. There's... There's football games this week. There's, there's, uh, I got seven of them on the watch list. We're doing the watch list. What's up, man? Dude, we're more back than we've ever been. People are saying, Patrick. There, there's yeah. quarterback news. There's quarterback non news. Um, there's, there's fucking games on TV, dude. We are about to yes. watch some games this weekend. Uh, it's time to ignore our loved ones, um, to ignore our responsibilities, and get into these goddamn games. I'm pumped. Yeah, we've got, just on this list, we've got six games between 5.30 Eastern and uh, 9 Eastern. That's a lot of football games. That's that's like a regular amount of football games for that slate. We're rolling. And and are these the best games in the world? No, but they're football no. games. I don't care if they're good they right the now. Are they good games? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're good in week zero. I just want football. I don't, like, I know that a lot of people are anti, maybe not a lot of people, a lot of very loud people who have very large platforms in this sport are, uh, like, anti-week zero because they're like, oh, it's anticlimactic. It's not a good start to the season. This is a great start to the season. This is a warm-up. I don't have to take this week all that seriously, and I can still watch seven football games that's awesome i don't need it to be great right away i just want football i don't care if it's good yeah so true uh and we also i mean like i mean for your perspective i, I think we get to see quite a few g5 teams playing which is nice yeah like kind of gives a little starting point here uh, i'm excited to see jacksonville we're gonna get into it but to see jacksonville state play for the first time we need to see a couple of top 15 teams play with usc their game kicking off against not horrible opponents like not yeah. what i would call contenders but like teams that can play football yeah um i mean like overall it's it's a pretty fun week dude i'm, I'm pretty excited about it i mean i think the bad games are really really bad i can't imagine i'll be watching vanderbilt play at all yeah um but i'm looking forward to at least i'm glad that we I'd have say at least chance. four of these games yeah i'm glad yeah. that we have the opportunity if we so choose to watch vanderbilt play football i'm probably not going to take right. that opportunity but it's there. It's a thing that you can do. You can you're, watch. You're not it a big AJ time. Swan head. Not, uh, not particularly. No, I. I uh, you're not part of the Swan Divers. Not, no. not, not really. What happened to that fast quarterback they had last year? Where did that kid go? Uh, <laughs> I think he ended eligibility. I was just writing my Vanderbilt preview, Mike and I don't remember already. Mike Wright. Where the fuck did Mike Wright go? Did he transfer somewhere? I think he fun? graduated. He graduate? That's Didn't a bummer. He? You can't just tease us with something like that with like a six foot five guy who isn't very fast but runs all the time and still manages to get a bunch of yards. You can't just show me that. He's at Mississippi State. What is he doing there? Oh, that's weird. What the hell? I, he's not going to start there, huh. is he? No, it's, uh, it's Will Rogers. What the hell? Yeah, he's a senior. Why is he there? What are you doing there? I guess he has a he, has, he a, has a he has a COVID year, yeah. so maybe he'll be the starter next year. That's a very strange decision. Go to a G five. What are you doing? Come on, Mike. Get on, get on. Down and also, here with if you're us. Mississippi State, why would you want him to start for you, super senior? Like he's, he's not an air raid quarterback. There's a million of those guys in college football. Yeah, and you're an SEC team. You can go get one of them pretty easily. Yeah, you would think. You would think it wouldn't be that hard. I mean, I guess the answer is that they don't really want to run the air raid anymore, given that the guy who was doing that is no longer with us. Um, but. I don't know why Mike Rest Wright would be would be the quarterback that you're deciding to build the franchise around moving forward once you get rid of Will Rogers. That seems like a little bit of a strange a strange path, but who knows? Maybe it'll work out. Uh, I will miss him at Vanderbilt. I don't know who the new guy is. I, I you, you, what is it? Swan, is it Swanhead. AJ Swan. He to clarify, he was like also the guy 
for most of last year. Like yeah. AJ Swan. Well, that's if not, I recall correctly. That's, kinda, that's yeah. not my problem. That is none of my business. What's going on out there? Um, I'm much more concerned yeah. about the the Rainbow Warriors it, and, and the things that they will surely be doing to Vanderbilt. I'm, I bet that that'll be really good and it won't go poorly. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait for that. Yeah, let's just get into it. Do we have enough news to go through? Let's just start this rolling. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we get in, like you like you said, into the watch list, uh, we do have some news. We have some quarterback, oh, right. some quarterback. Yeah. Uh, uh, Actually, we should probably bef- before we do that, we we do have a website, Patrick. Yeah, is this what I, I actually I probably should have asked you before we hit the record button. Uh, where am I putting this one? Is this free? Is this paid? What's the what's the situation with this? I think we'll probably do some advertisement mode for the season. Probably make this one free. All right. Um, yeah, we will sorry do. The premium a, yeah, voice, we but... will do another premium show at some point here soon. Probably next week. I think we'll have one. But um, the watch, the watch list, and the recap are usually the free shows. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell them about midfield.com. What are we doing? We've got uh, we've got a code from what I hear. That's right. We have code kickoff, which is fifty percent off your first payment. So if you're buying a year, you're buying six months, you're buying just a month you get half off, which is our biggest discount we've ever run. Um, so if you are looking to do that, uh, go ahead and subscribe. It's 50% off. We have, in my opinion, the internet's best college football message board. Uh, it is fantastic. We have a lot of great discussion on there of, of all kinds of teams going. I think the SEC preview thread is kind of popping off right now. A lot of talk about quarterback battles, um, a lot of kind of detailed discussion on all those different things going on, uh, which is really fun to get into and talk about. Uh, you also have... Um, you have a lot, I think, uh, just, just in general, it's, it's been a good time to be on the board and, and the articles are popping off too. All the previews are coming out. You have your stuff going about kind of the future of, uh, of fandom and, and some really great stuff there. Some memories around fandom too, and what that looks like. Um, we have our Ohio state Michigan previews coming next week, uh, to get ready for the season. I mean, it's pretty much to me, it's just, it's a great place to kind of talk about college football. If you love college football unironically and don't want to be one of the sickos committee losers and actually like the sport, yeah. it is the best place to be on the internet. Yeah, I uh, I have a story basically to that effect coming out in the next however many hours after you listen to this podcast. So go check that out. Um, that is we're we're sort of previewing a lot of the stuff that we do this season, and so a lot of the the articles right now are going to be free. But um, that won't be the case once the season gets going. And so yeah, get on over there, use that code. I think it's code kickoff to subscribe. Uh, Kick off all one word. Yeah, fifty yeah. percent off for your first uh, your first purchase, whatever that purchase may be for your subscription. Uh, come join us. It's a it's a good time. And, and another feature of the message board, I will say, is that you can gawk at the Ohio State fan zoo of the we're back uh, and it's over rail you know roller coaster that you guys are on right now. Um, Which does happen roughly every five minutes. Roughly yeah. every five minutes. It is insane how often you guys have done it this off season. It is just up and down and up and down. Every it is literally it's like every other day. It's the Ohio State is back and winning the national championship. Ohio State is done and Ryan Day should be executed. It is. It is just. Those like, are both normal. Sorry, yeah. those are normal. It is like <laughs> clockwork. It, it's like I'm sure today it's up because I think you just got your you got yourself a, a recruit, but uh, tomorrow it'll be right back. Back down when when Ryan Day comes out and says that both quarterbacks do a lot of good things. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we're up right now because we have a new president who is a, a Top Gun graduate. Yeah, you got he's a you got, got a Republican yeah. president, and so everybody's really excited about that. He's 
the public in, but his whole thing is that he apparently was good at getting money out of the Nebraska state legislature, which is also a pretty right wing yeah. uh, legislature. So everyone's hyped up. He's like a football first kind of president <laughs> who also is like has like the naval record for most like carriers landed on or something like that. Yeah. As a top gun graduate, ran the Naval War College. Uh-huh. This is a shrew pervert. Like this guy has probably <laughs> killed some South Americans and coups before. Um it is uh he's one of our own yeah that's awesome uh so so anyway you can get on over there you can check that out you can gawk at the zoo that's what i really like to do i like to sometimes sometimes i'll kind of poke at you guys but uh for the most part i just like to observe uh so meet at midfield.com get on over there also go to homefieldapparel.com uh use the code meet at midfield for 15 percent off your first purchase um they have all sorts of shit going on over there right now it was uh they, they gave us did a, you see those bomber jackets that they do yeah the, the baylor and tcu yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they gave us a quiet week last week, and then th- this week it's uh, this week and really next week I think too. It's it's uh, all hell breaks loose. They have all sorts of stuff over there. Yeah, they of course have high quality uh, collegiate vintage apparel, but they have it for so many schools and so many new schools and new things coming out over these next two week next two weeks. So uh, use the code Meet at Midfield for fifteen percent off your first uh, purchase uh, there. Yeah, and I do want to say, I do think it was a little bizarre they had patches for both David Koresh and the ATF on the Baylor jacket. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what they were going for with that, uh-huh. but um, we requ- it's hard do you to not remember stylistic we, choices. We requested that. Do you not remember doing that? That was us specifically. We <laughs> asked for them to do that, and they said, okay, if you guys think it's a good idea. So that one, uh, that one we're, we're tapping our chest. That one is our bad, the reaction to uh, to that decision. Uh, we thought people would like it. That's... They'll recover. Yeah, they'll recover. <laughs> yeah, in our defense, we thought that people would like it. We need to get that deep state shirt made that I. <laughs> that we really need to. We got to talk with them to speak to, about yeah, that. Yeah, we need to get a deep state shirt from them so that people can can rep their favorite entity of the government um, and also of Meet at Midfield <laughs> as we are part of the deep state. Uh, yeah, so homefieldapparel.com. Use the code Meet at Midfield for 15% off your first purchase. It All all proceeds go to supporting the deep state. Um, Ryan, let's talk yeah. about quarterbacks. We do have another idea. No, sorry, Patrick. I'm going to interrupt you one more time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is another one I want to do. Uh, this is the deep state t-shirt idea, which is a former fantasy football team name of mine, uh-huh. which is um, Little St. James Island Youth Football. Mm-hmm. There's um, no way they're going to let us do that <laughs> deep state they might let us get away with because it has become pretty synonymous in the in the culture i don't think they would ever make that shirt it's a really good team name. it's hard to say but the only, <laughs> the only way to know is to ask you know yeah i guess i think yeah that would um if nothing else we should probably ask on a video call so that we can get connor's live reaction to it and then post that as a clip to the podcast feed i think that that would be good Mm-hmm. We really need to start doing more sort of uh, guerrilla warfare style uh, things in our in our business dealings dealings with them. We need to start more actively antagonizing them instead of just doing it on here. I think that would be a, <laughs> I think that would be a good idea for us moving forward. I think they like it. Unfortunately, they respond <laughs> to negative. They're the problem. <laughs> They really do. Um, all right, let's talk. Why do they make us? Why do you make us do this? Yeah, yeah. You're, we don't want to. We don't want to be this way. You make us be this way. Um, let's talk about quarterbacks. Let's talk about some news. Uh, there, uh, there have been all sorts of quarterbacks named starters. There have also been notably some omissions. Some schools that are still without starting quarterbacks. Uh, first up here, we're going to start with, I think, really the surprise of the day and maybe the surprise of this entire group. Uh, we talked about this not long ago on the Pac-12 preview, but Jaden Rashada is a starting quarterback at Arizona State. Freshman 
coming in. He was highly touted, but it seemed like it was going to be Drew Pine. He's been hurt through fall camp, and as it turns out, they're going to go with Jaden Rashada. They're going to go with the youth movement. There's really a youth movement throughout that roster. I would expect that that means that they're not going to be very good this year, but they are hoping that they will be good in the future. Um, I like this kid. I don't know if I like him as a freshman starter. That seems like maybe a little bit too much, too early for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, top 50 national recruit, uh, number six overall quarterback. Uh, he was a big-time kid for them. And, and I guess, like, as much as I made fun of Kenny Dillingham on our Pac-12 preview, I do think he's a dog shit coach. Yeah. I will say that, um, you know, if for for everything he, he is bad at, he has historically produced some pretty good quarterback seasons, uh, yeah. including Bo Nix last year. He did pretty well at Memphis. Um, like, he has found an ability to recruit and develop quarterbacks. So, going to the more talented guy, like, if Drew Pine's out, they had no one else in the roster, right? I mean, there's kind of just, like, to me, this means they think Pine can't go or didn't get enough of a chance to learn the system while being out, which, you know, what else can you do, really? Like, you're not going to go to one of the other bums in this roster. Uh, I had to pull up their full roster right now to probably should have before we start recording. But, like, I, I recall from the preview, like, there was just no one on here. Uh, it, it was, like, just completely devoid of all quarterbacks, yeah, it's pretty, which is always difficult. Was, you do want to have someone play the position. It was pretty much just Pine and Rashada, which, like, I, I, we talked about why bring in Drew Pine. Um, and obviously they couldn't have known that he was going to get hurt and miss a lot of fall camp, but why bring in Drew Pine? You know, we like, what's the point? Yeah. What it's, to you... give, it's to give you cushion for this exact scenario. Yeah, I guess, which is, I mean, if you, if you, if there was ever a chance that you were just going to play the freshman, why not just give him all the reps? If you know that this isn't going to be a good season anyway, why not do a youth movement from the start instead of fucking around and pretending that you're going to play Drew Pine, bringing in Drew Pine, giving him presumably a bunch of reps, and then <laughs> giving Rashada the job in August? Why not just go with Rashada from the jump? Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, I, I tend to agree, but I think the answer is there's just no cohesive thought here. Yeah. Like between the staff hires, which we talked about making no sense and, you know, not really knowing they're going to play. Like, I think there's, I mean, look, it was between Rashada and Jacob Conover, who okay. was a yeah. BYU player for three years who threw 11 total passes. Yeah. Um, Like there's just not any other scholarship talent here. Like, I, I don't even think it's they intended to do this or wanted to go with the youth movement. They just didn't have much of a plan this year or had no ability to execute the plan. I don't know which one's worse. Um, <laughs> but it's just there's not any guys man yeah. there's not any guys here. <laughs> got no guys yeah and and i think rashada could be a guy i just i think that this is probably gonna be a long year for arizona state interesting to see what he'll do and and how he does and and what he looks like in his in his first year i think that he like i said i think he could be a guy down the road but um probably gonna be yeah. probably gonna be a pretty bad first year here for kenny dillingham yeah to, to me this is Jaden daniels 2.0 right like you yeah. have a really talented player come in play very early as a freshman he's probably at times going to look pretty impressive i'm sure he's going to post some numbers just based on you know playing in one of the worst defensive leagues in the country yeah um that offense, and, and having that, a, a pass first yeah offense is pretty friendly to quarterbacks it, it does a good job of creating explosive opportunities yeah. like it, it's it, like you said they do a pretty good job of setting quarterbacks up it's just yeah right I, 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 he's obliged yeah. a badger to throw too like i'm sure that guy's going to produce a lot of yardage like yeah. there's there's reasons here to think about it, but like I think the answer is it's going to become clear by like when he's going into his money year that they don't have the juice at all, <laughs> and that Dillingham doesn't have any answers because of how bad his staff is, how bad that roster looks. So like you're just set up for Jane Daniels where he plays well for a couple of years or plays well for one year and, and poorly for another, 
and then transfers to go start somewhere else, which is kind yeah. of what I expect out of this, to be honest. Yeah. Pretty funny. Pretty funny to do that as a Power 5 program, just producing quarterbacks for <laughs> larger Power 5 programs. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Staying in the Pac-12, uh, as expected, there's no no real – I didn't really think there was even a competition here, but DJ Uyunglele is the starter at Oregon State. We talked about this one briefly as well, that like the only thing that would keep him from doing this is if he wasn't bought into the offense. I don't really think I could even read into this that much. I, I'm not going to take this as like, oh, yeah. they've got it. He's he's awesome. It, but he is the starter. They are going to give it to him. Um, we've talked about the fit there before. I yeah, good good. Glad to see that he's doing well enough to earn the job. Certainly did not want to see <laughs> any of the other guys on this roster play yeah, in that spot. Ben Golbertson. Yeah, yeah it was an option. Yeah. I have seen enough of Ben Golbertson. I think for the rest of maybe my life, I don't think I need to see any more <laughs> of Ben Golbertson. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll pop up really well for his CFL team in a few years, which would be fun to see. Yeah, he's going to um, be one of those guys who like the like freaks online are posting like Ben Golbertson's a problem in the AAF. It's like why are you watching this shit? What are you? Do- do you not have anything else going on? It's like June. Go outside. What are you doing? Yeah, I do want to clarify that I think, like, obviously you and I can see as much football as possible during the season. I will watch high school football, college football, pro football. Yeah. I will never watch a non-NFL pro game. I'm yeah. sorry. You cannot get me to do it. It sucks. It's not good. There's only... <laughs> <laughs> there are not enough good offensive linemen to support multiple pro football leagues. There just aren't. There are too many good defensive linemen and not enough good offensive linemen, and it just devolves into bad football. It's like watching the NFL if it was much worse. It's not fun. It's it's not. Uh, it doesn't take on the same enjoyment as college football. It's just it's just hard to watch. Um, yeah. So we we look forward to seeing Ben Gulbertson take over one of those leagues. That'll be fun. Um, Next up at Georgia Tech, Haynes King is the starter. Uh, also, a, a good reminder here: Haynes King is at Georgia Tech, and he's the starting quarterback. I have, I, it didn't. I don't think this was super contested either. I have no thoughts on Haynes King. He is just a guy. He's just, he's just there. And I, I think a, he's pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's fair for Georgia Tech. He's just a guy. I think relative to what they've been doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's probably worse than Jeff Sims, right? Yes, probably. I guess maybe he could become okay, which was what Jeff Sims was, but it's hard to have any thoughts on Haynes King. He's not very good. Didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, sky high interception rate, 4.4% interception rate through three seasons in college football. Yeah. That's that's right. Just throw it away. (laughs) Career 56.6% completion rate too. Yeah. Like just, I mean, this is a 2005 quarterback. yeah, it's next to A&M's offense has been horrible, which you do have to kind of grade him on a curve a little bit there. Yeah, but I don't think any of us think that you know Georgia Tech's going to run like a high tech, like quarterback friendly. Like you know, they're just going to run more of the same shock, right? I don't think he's going to do anything. I guess considering Hero's still on the roster, it's fine. Like you had to do it, I guess. But like, he's not a rushing threat. Uh, I think he he ran for eighty three yards, eighty three yards last season. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Maybe a fresh face is good for him. Yeah. He's playing against you know lesser comp. Like I think her tech schedule is pretty easy. Yeah. Um but they don't have much going on here There's just not much in the way of support for him. No. I don't really see anything happening. No. Do you know off the top of your head who the offensive coordinator is there? 
Um, it's okay. Oh, if fuck. You, I think it, we talked about it. It's okay if you don't. I know who it is. I'm looking at him. I've it's someone him. silly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's Buster Faulkner, um, who was most recently a, a QC. He's William Faulkner's son. Yeah, William yeah. Faulkner's son. He was most. He kind of looks like a good old southern, <laughs> good old southern boy, um, which is I think what that whole staff is. But he was mostly, most recently a QC guy at Georgia. Um, he had been at, at Southern Miss briefly. He was, I think most notably, he spent time on the on the Blake Anderson tree, which is usually producing good offenses. I don't think it really took with him because he hasn't produced a whole lot of good offenses outside of his time under Anderson. Um, he, in, in theory, should be able to do a, a fairly good passing attack. He was at Valdosta State, which, of course, ran the air raid, I think, when he was there. I think he might have been a leech quarterback. Um, but... Uh, he doesn't he's not really done much and i don't know exactly why he would do much here um very funny he it is noted in his um in his bio here because he was the qc coach for the quarterbacks that uh, stetson bennett finished fourth in the heisman voting in 2022 and i think he was probably responsible for that you have to think that that was buster mm-hmm, Faulkner, so true 100 who did that um that absolutely deserved <laughs> inclusion in the heisman voting for sure, definitely Stetson Bennett deserved that, and it's because of Buster Faulkner that he was there. You have to think the same yeah. thing is going to happen with Haynes King now that there's no talent around him. That'll be good. Yeah. Also, by the way, he was not a leech guy. He was a uh, Chris Hatcher guy. We all oh, know Chris God. Hatcher coaching tree. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's not good at all. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we, yeah. we, we wish they him... did. They did make, uh, this, not this matters at all for his ability, but they were the runners-up. Uh, <laughs> they were the runners up in a in an NCAA uh, D two championship game at Boston State when he was there. There you so. go. Good for him. Maybe that'll maybe that'll carry over. Um, maybe Georgia Tech can compete for the FCS championship. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, with a with a I believe a, an SEC transplant now at Illinois, Luke Altmeyer is the is the starter there. He Oof. was at Ole Miss, right? He was at Ole Miss. <laughs> That's Have all... you ever looked at his stats? No, that's a gander. No, that's the only thing that I know about Luke Altmeyer is that he was at Ole Miss and he was talked about in like kind of a weird way. It, it was like he was like a big time transfer for some reason, even though I don't think he's ever really done anything. Um, am no, I, am I wrong? Has is, he done like, something? No, he's been pretty bad. Uh, okay. He has 54 career passing attempts. Yeah. Um, 51.9% completion rate, three interceptions, three touchdowns, yeah. 5.9 yards per attempt on average. Um, huh. he's what we call not good in the business. Yeah. yeah I'm, um, I'm sort of looking at him here now. Um, a little, also a little bit concerning, and I know this is not entirely fair to him, but, um, not being able to stick around in the 2023 Ole Miss quarterback room where they'll take anybody, anybody can be in the room. You can just transfer. They don't, you don't even have to ask first. You can just transfer in if you're an FBS quarterback and that he, he couldn't, well, uh, he couldn't cut it there is a little bit troubling. I guess in his defense, like he would have been QB four because they took two transfers for no reason who had started experience. <laughs> well, plus Jackson Dart. Maybe they took two yeah. transfers because they were a little worried about Luke Altmaier. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very fair. He's really, really shitty. Yeah. Um, that's how I would describe him. He's a bad quarterback. Well, that um, has never he stopped. He doesn't really have any legs. That has never yeah. stop, stopped a, a Brett Bielema team before, at least. That's that's the good news for Illinois is that True. quarterback play is entirely optional there. You do not need a good quarterback for, for that offense to, yeah. uh, but, to to function as expected, basically. Yeah, but, but to your point about why he's hyped, the problem is just like, 
the Athlon Sports Industrial Complex, as they basically cut their writing staff, which I mean, I realize it's not their fault. Magazines are hard nowadays. Yeah. But like they just publish like these shitty little previews for every team. And because like the state of general college football writing is not very exhaustive or in depth at all. Yeah. There's not much else. Like if you're just a casual fan looking like, oh, what's up with Illinois this year? You're just going to see like, you know, they're going to do a breakdown of like which players from other power five teams transferred in despite having no context in their play. Like yeah. people are hyping up. I, I recall uh, like Ben Christman, the Ohio State like, third string <laughs> guard transferred to Kentucky. Former four like, star. Just shit like that will happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. Former four star Taraja Mitchell, who is now a sixth year player, seventh year player in college football. Where is, is he? being hyped at Florida. He's at Florida. What the hell? Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing with Altmaier, too, is that he was – and I, I, I'll be honest with you. I completely forget this. I never even I – don't, I don't remember seeing this kid's name at all until this offseason. He was a top 200 prospect in the 2021 class. He was number 21 quarterback in the country. Um, so, like, he was a decently hyped recruit, but he hasn't done anything. And I don't think that – I don't. I mean, maybe Illinois will be the program that unlocks him. But like we were saying with some of these other yeah. schools, not exactly the most quarterback-friendly offense in the world. No, and also he's from Starkville. If you are a Starkville kid who doesn't like, who Mike Leach doesn't really like very much or go after, <laughs> probably not an awesome sign. Yeah, you. Top probably two, not good. Top two hundred national quarterback who doesn't go to doesn't go to Mississippi State under Leach. Yeah, that's a little bit concerning. Um, <laughs> also, very interesting here. I just something I noticed saying probably just sign of the times, but uh, on Illinois' website, like their roster, the first thing you see after his name or links to his Twitter, Instagram, and NIL uh, yeah. endorsement kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. A, lot um, of them, a lot of them have that uh, have that set up. My favorite uh, of the roster quirks that I have seen is that UConn does all of their height and weight stuff in the same style as the NFL Combine, which is just a very funny sort of aspirational thing that I think they are, they're doing. So all of the guys are listed like 5-0-1-1 or things like that for their height instead of just doing 5-11. Very funny. Mm. <laughs> very funny little quirk that they're doing over there we need to talk about that why is that why was that standardized what's the reasoning i don't know it's you i would say it's it's easier to do like little half you know measurements like that but i don't know why it would be easier is it that hard to just write five eleven and then like an apostrophe and then two would that be that difficult <laughs> I guess yeah so. it can't be it yeah. can't be well um who knows who knows? All right, well, a couple more bad quarterbacks to run through here before we get to one good one. Yeah, um, <laughs> two good ones. Hey, we 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 like two quarterbacks on this li- on this list. Oh, did I skip through this at all? Uh, no. At the, oh, yeah, at, you're at right. End, Sorry, there are. Yeah, there's two that we like. I, I tacked one on at the end here. So yeah, next up is Graham Mertz at Florida. This happened last week. Um, things are not good at Florida from what I have from what I have gathered from from you doing the preview. Oh, things are very very bad. <laughs> uh. Florida, I mean, I don't know, dude. I was, like, looking at their roster. Like, I think I have them as a 4-18 and 18 this year. Um, Florida is really shitty. They're starting Graham Mertz, which, to be fair, when your competition's Jack Miller, you're going to have to start Graham Mertz. Yeah. Um, I don't think you really have a choice. Yeah, these... Uh, but it's not good to be starting Graham Mertz, to the least. Um, no. <laughs> they're they're getting worse at basically every position except running back. Their O-line's going to be a disaster. Their running backs are very good, but, like, the receivers... I think it noticeably worse. Um, as much as like Dog Anthony Richardson, I think Mertz is pretty clearly worse than him as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, a career sub sixty percent passer, despite playing in a very easy play action offense. Uh, he threw twenty six interceptions in three years there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. That's that's fucking nuts, dude. You you cannot be doing something like that. No. <laughs> your grammar is like like they're gonna keep the same interception problems they had last year, but take out basically all the big plays uh, and all the rushing ability of the quarterback. Which Great. when you're also your offensive line gets worse, <laughs> like. Oh, I think I mean it says it all, dude. Like, right, like I, I don't know. Like they have nothing cooking. They have absolutely yeah. nothing cooking. I, I can pull up my if we have a second here, I can pull up my SEC preview that references the Florida ship because I was just laughing at them. Yeah, pretty extensively during this, but um, yeah, dude. I don't know. Like it's it's they lose three of their top four wide receivers, um, four of their offensive line starters, and their starting quarterback replace them with Brad Burns. Like other than their running backs. You know, like I like Ricky Pearsall well enough. I think he's a good slot receiver. Um, Keon Zipper has been there at tight end forever uh-huh. uh, and is still there. But like, it's just jack shit. Like, this is an <laughs> offense that couldn't have finished last year. I don't think it moved the ball. Yeah. Uh, they're, it's, I don't know. I don't really get it. It's not yeah. like they're going to have a super easy schedule either. I mean, you got to, no. they're in the easier of the two divisions, but. It's relative. It's still going to be pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll spoil this, but like they get uh, the non-con is McNeese, Charlotte, um, Utah, and Florida State. Um, sort of, sort so of a, ta- a tale of two halves there. <laughs> yeah. So you have two and two in the non-con, and then you get Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, Arkansas, Kentucky, South Carolina, oh Missouri, God. Vanderbilt. Yeah, and there's, the, uh, there's not a the, lot, not a lot of breaks in there. No, I think they are better than Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, they might have a shit. They they have they play South Carolina and Missouri on the road. Yeah. Um, and they're I mean maybe if they get lucky to get Kentucky or Arkansas, but you have to get tremendous. Like I don't think this team is coming close to making a bowl game. I think the upside is like four and eight, five and nine. Damn, man, that's five and seven. I mean, five, so, yeah. five and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go to the conference championship game and a bowl game, <laughs> three and nine, um, <laughs> five and seven. I guess that uh, that would be cool. I think we need to have that happen. At some yeah, point. I think the new CUSA could be the the conference that finally produces the first ever five and nine college football team. Um, I'm trying to think who they got in their class last year uh, at quarterback. I'm pulling it up right now. Well, um, I, I know who they have in this class, and he sucks, DJ Lagway. Um, if you know anything, well, he does suck, but like he's just Anthony Richardson all over again. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll say if you haven't watched, if you're not familiar with DJ Lagway and listening to this, um, and you know anything at all about like quarterback play, go watch his his film because it is like, it it is it's 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 funny. It how viscerally like frustrating it is to watch this kid play football because it's it's obvious that he's extremely talented and 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 could be very good but no one has ever taught him how to throw a football and he always looks <laughs> at all times like he's fucking falling down he's the most awkward athletic quarterback I've ever seen it's 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 really it's it's a fun watch but it is also kind of a miserable watch because it's like why won't anyone coach this kid? Why are they doing this to him? Who who is refusing to teach him how to play quarterback at this point because he's obviously good enough to do it. He just doesn't know how. He's he's just really 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 not good at it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. Also by the way, they uh, they just didn't sign a quarterback this past month. <laughs> um nice. And nice. the kid they signed last year, if you think a guess just a gander at what the ranking, the overall national ranking of our 2022 quarterback signee, their first guy in Napier was. Yeah. What would you guess? Not Napier. The, uh, was it, is it Napier? Yeah, it's Napier there. You're right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, based on the tone of your voice, I'm going to guess it's not good. So I'm going to say 630. Oh, Patrick, can you go higher and guess again? <laughs> um, yeah, higher as in worse? As in worse, yeah. 790. How about 1558? Oh, my God. On scholarship? <laughs> On scholarship. Guys. He's the 96th ranked quarterback in the class. No. He was the 25th ranked player in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> there are only like 30 guys going to the a year from there. They're, they're just winning the battle with Tulsa. <laughs> Literally, like the listed offers on his profile – I guess he did have a Washington offer, which I, I'm skeptical of. Yeah. Besides well, that, that would have been, if, only... if, if that's 2022, that might have been Lake. Lake might have done that. Yeah, I guess you're right. But besides him, it's Central Michigan and Temple. That's oh. two other offers he had. Oh, huh. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That seems like they're just, just being mean to Jim McElwain. That's a Jim McElwain level quarterback right there. Why are you stealing it from him? He could he could have had a guy who could have been decent. <laughs> he could have had a decent Central Michigan backup quarterback in that guy, and now they're now they're taking it from him. Bastard. I'm really rooting for them to lose DJ Lagway. I want to see him flip somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, Napier is like let's just let's just finish this up, right? Like he's not gonna stay here. Let's just speed this process up and get them a new coach. Yeah, we need to send DJ Lagway to quarterback school somewhere. I don't know where that would be. I don't think he can go to like the top tier quarterback schools, but like a second tier quarterback school. Um, get him, get him nice and fixed up. I think if you Is showed North Carolina, yeah, yeah, maybe. I think if you showed his tape to um, uh, Jimbo Fisher, he would have a stroke. I think that Jimbo Fisher would have a stroke if you showed that kid, if you showed that kid's highlights to him. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Florida not looking good. I don't think Graham Mertz is going to be the guy who fixes things there for them. Um, Peyton Thorne next up at, at Auburn. Not a huge surprise. Mm. It had been uh, sort of a lingering question throughout the offseason of like, what are these guys going to do at quarterback? And then they go and grab Thorne pretty late, if memory serves. And after that, it was it was pretty obvious that he was end up he was going to end up being the pick. Um, I don't think he's very good. Is the thing. I don't think Peyton Thorne's especially good at quarterback and I, I don't really think he's going to do all that well at Auburn it seems like they're pretty much just building 2022 Michigan State this year which was not not a very good team last year no it's in fact a very bad team I would say like he does not take care of football at all the guy throws a million interceptions yeah um he's just not a very good player I think is their biggest problem yeah uh it's also very funny to watch like two idiotic fan bases fight uh-huh. Uh, because like, the Michigan State fans are saying that he was going to uh, be benched this year and not start, which is obviously funny because of the fact they have no quarterbacks at all. Yeah. Uh, and the Auburn fans think he's like, you know, certified, like multi-year starter in the Power Five. He's going to be good. They're both raw. He is just a bad quarterback, but he also Michigan State has no one better. Yeah. Um, they're in a really bad place there. Like it's and that is, I mean, I understand Hugh Freeze recruiting very well right now, but. That offense, they're starting Peyton Thorne, and it's good they're also going to start uh, Caleb Burton. You know who Caleb Burton is at wide receiver? I know of him. I, I don't know a whole lot about him. I remember the name from Ohio State. Yeah, so he was in scholarship at Ohio State last year. Uh, they had, I believe, like 10 or 11 players in front of him. He received no snaps. Yeah. Um, he was he was uh, pretty comfortably the worst scholarship receiver in high school's roster. Yeah. And I think there were at least two walk-ons who were better, too. Yeah, he was one of those guys who I believe started his like as a sophomore, was like a five-star top 10 recruit, and then it really only went downhill from there, um, which is a classic kind yeah. of guy. You get at least three or four of those guys every, every cycle. But 
Um, yeah, he yeah, I, frequently I, injured. Yeah, like, I remember he's the, also just not very good. Yeah, the vibes around him were not good heading into the time that he signed at Ohio State, and it seems like the things didn't really ever get better for him. Um, surely Auburn will be the thing that that fixes him. I mean, it would be cool if he ends up being good. I just I, that is kind of hard to believe this season specifically with Peyton Thorne at quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I have not finished my Auburn preview yet, but my general level of emphasis on this team is very high. Like, I like their again. It's like Florida where I like their running backs. Yeah. And just the rest of the team is a big question mark. Um, That's an awesome one. I guess Auburn has better. <laughs> Auburn has a better defensive front than Florida. I'll give them that. They at least have some guys there. Um, speaking of, I'm just spoiling things. I see preview really quick here. Yeah. But it's fun to say. Yeah. The average weight of Florida's nose tackles, the average weight of their top two guys uh, is 405 pounds. Oh my God. That's too much. That's too big. That's, you got one of those maybe. And even that. <laughs> outside yeah. zone outside zone no problem they're not catching you you don't even have to worry about they're, it yeah their little guy is 374 and especially to the fact that like if you're running outside zone against them the guy chasing you down is taraja mitchell <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be i actually like their dc hire they brought in the austin anderson dude from southern yeah. Mexico, yeah, he's, really like. he's good uh but like he doesn't have any guys. Yeah. There's not any players in the roster. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, good for him to get a check, though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Peyton Thorne sucks. Uh, Auburn's going to be bad. Um, we have one more SEC team. No, more. we have, the we have two teams, more We have SEC one more teams. next. Yeah. Um, Christ. Actually, three more if you count the, if you count the follow-ups. So the yeah. Decisions. Yeah. So we have one, yeah. more, one more bad situation than one that I think you think is good. I have no thoughts on. Um, first up, Missouri is playing two quarterbacks, Brady Cook and Sam Horn. Uh, they're both bad. I don't think it matters who plays there. I, they're, they're both, they're both. Not well, good. I mean, Brady cook, like I wouldn't call him good. Let me, let me get this okay. clear. I'm not, no one saying I'm calling Brady cook. Right. Good. It's not true. He was tolerable last year. Like the kid threw for 60, he completed about 65% of his passes. He threw for almost 2,800 yards. Um, you know, like he was okay with the football. He didn't turn it over a ton. Um, he doesn't really, you know, I mean, he's a pretty good rushing threat. Like, he ran for 585 yards and six touchdowns. I think Brady Cook, like, is a competent starting quarterback at the Power 5 level for a lower-level team that's trying to make a bowl game. Like, oh. he's a guy that can get you to a bowl game and not fuck it up. Sounds like a good fit for Missouri, then. Why are they also playing Sam Exactly. Horn? Yeah, I just Yeah, I don't really know. Sam Horn's now a redshirt freshman. He, uh, he was like he a, was a top 150 recruit. Yeah, yeah, that was he was like the savior guy there. He was like the big time recruit quarterback that they were gonna they were gonna turn to, and then they they didn't. Um, this almost He's also I, I gotta say white kid from Atlanta with a mullet going to Missouri. <laughs> I just uh, I have some questions about like what kind of decorations are in his family's home. Yeah, I actually don't have any questions about that. I know, I know, I know, I know <laughs> damn well what kind of decorations are in his living room. Um, <laughs> yeah, this it feels kind of like fan service to me, right? This feels like, uh, hey, look, the the young the four stars coming along. He's gonna be, it's gonna be his turn. We're gonna we're gonna give them both a shot, but eventually Cook just takes the job. That would be my assumption. Yeah, I mean, I think Cook. Uh, they're probably just trying to keep Horn engaged, right? I think yeah. that's probably the answer here. Yeah, because I think Cook is good enough to not lose the job. Like if Sam Horn's off, like. Maybe we're just misreading this and Sam Horn's way better than we thought, right? Again, he was a pretty highly ranked recruit. Yeah. A lot of big time teams wanted him. Um, maybe it's possible that he's just like a guy. I guess that's yeah. not crazy to think. Yeah. Um I don't know. Like 
he had some big offers and the Florida State really hard after him. Uh, I, I think like, you know, Tennessee and Kentucky and Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Duke, Louisville, like a bunch of these guys in Florida wanted this kid and he chose Missouri. So I think it's possible he's a pretty solid player. Um, but I'd be pretty surprised if he actually ended up taking starters reps this year over Brady Dillon. Yeah, yeah, that feels like a, a decision bolder than one that Missouri would make at this current stage. I don't know that the desperation level is quite high enough at Missouri to be doing that. Um, it would be funny if they go like nine and three this year. They're they're a total blind spot for me. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know tonight when I write this video. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I don't imagine they're going to do that, but that would be cool. Uh, lastly, in the SEC, and then there are a couple elsewhere of new decisions and one G five that I want to mention. Uh, Carson Beck. At, uh, at Georgia. You like Carson Beck quite a bit. I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on Carson Beck at this point. I did think it was funny seeing yeah. everybody react to seeing Carson Beck for the first time uh, when <laughs> when his picture was posted on the timeline when this was announced. Yeah, we were everybody doing being, jokes months ago, dude. Yeah, I'm, everybody I'm being off. mortified at, at Carson Beck's face. Like, yeah, he's been he's been looking like this. Carson Beck has, has been yeah. doing this. He's He's been grinding. He's been uh, struggling through, he looks like struggling if through they early like... adolescence. <laughs> <laughs> if they made a new version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, where there was like a career mode where you had like cut scenes with villains, he would kind of look like that guy. Yeah, um, he does have a, like, he, he, it's a very PS3 face that he's got going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has skater physiognomy. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. But like, if you pulled out the calipers and that guy's skull, it would tell you He's going to spend a lot of time roller skating. Or it's not roller skating, just Christ. Uh, yeah. Skateboarding. Yeah, roller skating. What is the skull shape of a roller skater? What does that look like? <laughs> I don't want to get into that. But the idea of him, like, I assume who's like a, a, a white kid from rural Georgia. Yeah, like, has been. Trying to bond the team. Yeah, his like parents are just like from the 70s and don't know anything about black people. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you should have the roller rink with your teammates. <laughs> That's a funny idea for me. You don't want to take take him out to the ice cream social. I think that's a good way to bond with your with your new friends, with your new pals. He kind of he kind of looks racist, right? Like if you just look at him, he looks a little bit racist. He also looks like he's he probably sold. Yeah, he probably sold weed for like a few weeks in high school. Uh, parody. We have no way of knowing that. Parody. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> Not actionable. I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the SEC. I think you can make assumptions about him just based on his on his look and his his status. Um, yeah, he looked really good in the spring game, though. We gotta give him that. He looked sick in the spring game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I good for him. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I I'm interested to see what that looks like. I'm I'm. Uh, worried to see what that looks like if he ends up being really good because I think that that would become uh, that would become frightening very quickly <laughs> if Georgia had a quarterback there was, who, was, yeah. who was really good. Their receiver room is also sneakily pretty sick. I will believe that when I see it. I'm I'm a little sick of them bringing in a whole bunch of of other SEC players at wide receiver and then just hoping that it works. I don't need to. I, I let me let me see it work first. But these ones are good. <laughs> yeah, this time it's going to be different. What is it with them and Alabama doing that? Stop doing that shit. Develop your own receivers what's wrong with you it's not that hard yeah just they just do can't it. do it i mean they have they have lad mccarty and uh um who's gonna get fucking tough they lost ad mitchell to texas um <laughs> tough lead uh, there the, no, the one guy they've developed <laughs> is lad mcconkey who's good but yeah I, look, kind of a different he's good it's yeah, kind of an exception the, he's kind, kind of, of a jake bobo style individual uh-huh uh, um <laughs> the other guy is uh 
Marcus Rose would be Jack Saint, who's a pretty good recruit. Yeah. They also have Kyrus Jackson, people like Kyrus Jackson. He had a big play. Yeah. Uh, Arian Smith is there. Uh, Arian Smith, not white, by the way, just if you're curious, that name. Uh, I know he is from Georgia. Um, they they brought in Dominic Lovett from Missouri and Rob Rob Thomas from Mississippi State. I think we're both the respective best receivers in their team. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty good roommate. If you just have Rob Rob with Dominic Lovett and Lamb McGonkey, that's like you have an X, a Z, and an H. Uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah, you have a pretty good tight end as well. That should that should uh, that should help. <laughs> I think I think the presence of Brock Bauer should be should be pretty valuable for Carson Beck. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Last one here that is actually a decision at FAU. Casey Thompson's the starter. He beats out Daniel Richardson, who was the Central Michigan starter before that. Not a huge surprise. Tom Herman brought him in late in the spring. Obviously, recruited him to Texas. Uh, excited to see how that partnership works out. I, I don't really have any further thoughts on on that right now, but I think it will be, I think it will be good. I think it makes sense for what they want to do on offense. I hope that he can stay healthy because that has not always been the case for him. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think he's pretty good. Like, I think it's a pretty good fit for FAU. Yeah, I think if he's on the field, it's a good fit. I, I hope that he's able to uh, to stay on the field. So three non decisions that are that are notable. There might be more that I'm not thinking of, but these are the big three that I know of. Uh, that have been sort of talked about this week. Ohio State, Alabama, and UCLA, all without starting quarterbacks still. Um, you talked about the Ohio State one extensively on the newest episode of High Street Freaks, but I will uh, bring it up here again just briefly for your for your thoughts. My read on this from the outside looking in is that Devin Brown is better, and they're trying to find a reason not to go away from the uh, – a reason to stick with the older guy, but that Devin Brown is better, basically. That's kind of what I feel too. I think not necessarily he's like who's better. I think it's pretty neck and neck. I think the problem is McCord is just a bit of a gunslinger. Like he's just a little loose with the football. And I mean, Brown also has some crazy arm talent. Brown's a pretty good competitor. He has more of a, a game with his legs. Like I have wanted Devin Brown the whole offseason, as you probably heard me say. Yeah. Um, I don't think McCord's a bad quarterback. I think McCord is probably like a solid top 20 power five starter. Like whenever he goes somewhere, I think this guy could probably get drafted in the NFL. I just don't think he has the chance, in my opinion, to do what CJ Stroud did or what like Justin Fields did. I think he's yeah. just a little bit too cavalier with the ball. And he has good arm talent, good ball placement, but he's not like like CJ Stroud had otherworldly ball placement, right? Like Justin Fields had otherworldly arm talent and a great athlete. Like I don't think McCord is that. I think he is a a solid, like he's a Jared Goff kind of guy, probably a little bit worse. You know, he's like a, he's like a, a he's 90% of Jared Goff, which yeah. is fine, but it's not really what Ohio State wants, right? Yeah. And I think Devin Brown has a chance to be a dude. Um, I, I roll Devin Brown here if I'm them. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I honestly, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just going almost entirely on speculation because we've seen almost nothing. This is like high school analysis from two years ago, yeah. three years ago. It's like, you know, we're going to see, I think what's going to happen here at Ohio State. I know we don't do this all day, so I'll kind of be, uh, you can kind of say what you want to say here too in a second, but like, you know, I think they're going to let them both play live reps probably the first two weeks if I had to guess to make a decision um, and go from there, which is not like the perfect world, but at the end of the world, either they play nobody in the first three weeks yeah. before their game, it's fine. Um, get some live reps. Because Devin Brown's never thrown a college pass, right? So yeah, get some live reps, see what happens, confirm your leanings and make a decision. Yep. Yep, that seems that seems fair to me. I my guess, if I had to make a guess, was that is that Devin Brown will eventually be the the starter. Um, I think his ceiling is higher, and honestly, I think he might also be better right now. I've just I've never really gotten it with Kyle McCord. I, I think that he, 
I don't know. He, he yeah. might, I think he is, like you said, roughly top 20, maybe top 25 FBS starting quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be a whole lot more than that. I think he's just that guy. Right. Um, and I would guess. And that, also like all of his high school film, you have to remember too, he's throwing to Marvin Harris Jr. Yeah. Like his, his whole thing of just like, oh, fuck well, it, Marv's down there somewhere. Well, I mean. Probably still work in college. Yeah. That does work. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, well, but, <laughs> you just keep doing that then. Um, yeah. 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 It, it is. It does get, uh, it gets significantly harder at the college level. And I think, I think Devin Brown basically has more, he can answer more problems with with his skill set than, yeah. than Kyle McCord can. I think Kyle McCord is a which little we bit sad. we usually talk about with running backs. Like we talk about running backs as problem solvers, right? Yeah. And like David Brown's almost a problem solving quarterback. A lot of way he like, sees the field. Yeah, he's, um, he's doing Sudoku out there. Um, he's also not to just be a total like I don't know narrative chaser either. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's literally all we have with these guys is narrative, though. It's <laughs> all we have with these guys. There's something. This is fucking nuts to me to say, but like. Devin Brown committed to Ohio State when uh, Kyle McCord, C.J. Stroud, Quinn Ewers, and Jack Miller all had him on the roster. And I realize Jack Miller now sucks, we know. But, like, Jack Miller was a former five-star recruit. Quinn Ewers is Quinn Ewers. Not talking about overall recruit. Kyle McCord's five-star. C.J. Stroud was starting. He flipped from USC to Ohio State because he kind of thought the development was better at Ohio State. He was willing to compete against basically four former five-stars to do so. I don't know. The guy's got a little dog in Uh yeah. He was the shooting range right after the scrimmage over the weekend. <laughs> like he went right from the scrimmage blow to the shooting off, range with an automatic rifle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, dude, I, going I know, to the dude. shooting range with an automatic rifle is so funny. Just wasting everybody's time. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like an open air shooting range that you see on I, mean, I don't know. I don't really shoot guns. I don't know if you yeah. do. I'm not a sure no. big gun guy. No. But he wasn't going to like one of the open air ranges where you can shoot something like really far away. Yeah. It was like, one of those, like it's like a hundred yards away <laughs> in a room. <laughs> I just watched, we just talked about this uh, on the gambling episode. I just watched red scorpion. Um, and it, it reminds me of the scene where the, the, I think the Cuban yeah. emissary has the giant machine gun that he's at the target range, just obliterating the targets. It's like, what is even the point of practicing with this? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, last thing on Brown, have you seen the throw he made in bull practice? Got leaked, like, I, I have. Yeah. I, I, I okay. I just, yeah. I just DM it to you because I just, I was, I was being proactive, but it's a good throw. that ball, that is a, there are not a lot of guys alive that can make that throw. I think I could do it, but yeah, uh, pretty. It's a pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty good throw, all things considered. Um, also, yeah. not yet making a decision is Alabama. It seems like Jalen Milrow is probably going to be the guy there because he's the only one doing anything in fall camp, from what I have seen, um, which is troubling because it doesn't seem like he's doing especially well either. But from from what I've gathered, the other quarterbacks are just bad. Uh, so a little yeah. bit of a, a little bit of a concerning situation at Alabama with the quarterbacks. Yeah, it looks pretty rough, right? I mean, like they have Ty Simpson was supposed to be a dude. I think he was a, a five star in twenty twenty two. Double check that right now. He, um, he, he was. Like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Simpson was number twenty nine overall player, a five star. Um, they brought in Dylan Lonergan was the big guy in last year's class. Not a starter name. Uh, Dylan Lonergan. Not a starting quarterback. Not a starter name. name. They had uh, Lonergan was the big arm town allegedly. He was like the, he wasn't even I think a top one fifty guy. I'm gonna double check here. They had him and Eli Holstein come in. Uh, Holstein from Louisiana, Lonergan from Florida, Charlie Lonergan from Georgia. 
Uh, Lonergan was ranked as the uh, number 13 overall quarterback in the class, 159 nationally. Yeah. Uh, Eli Holstein was ranked as the number 88 overall player in the class, number eight quarterback nationally. Mm-hmm. Both guys have not factored in whatsoever. It's just been between Ty Simpson, who fell off pretty quick, from what it seems like. Ty Simpson pretty much fell out of this race immediately. Um, between, so now it's between Tyler Bookner, who we know is bad, and Jalen Milrow, who looks bad so far yeah. uh, and just makes bad choices, doesn't really have much arm talent. It's just kind of a runner. Um, look, if you can't separate from Tyler Bookner with Tyler Bookner having like just a few weeks on the offense ahead of you. Well, he he knows. Um, I mean, he knows the system. He knows that I get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I guess less time with the team, I should say. Like, sure. I, I think both of these guys are pretty dog shit. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, I would I would agree with that. I'm I'm watching that uh, watching that situation closely. I think that could be very interesting. Also uh, notable, Eli Holstein, first ever Jewish man to go into Alabama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, uh, probably last a little bit too loud. That one, I'm not a Michigan fan. I apologize. Last um, up, actually, is UCLA, where the the battle has been between what Colin Colin Schley, Colin Schley and uh, and Dante Moore, and and wages on. I would say trouble. Well, is it? I'd say hang. I'd say just hang on one second there. Oh, okay. Um, Vegas has Ethan Garbers the favorite. Last I checked. Oh my god! Come on! Um, Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty crazy. I'm gonna double check this. This article, to be fair, is from July. Okay. Uh, but it had it had Garbers as the uh, as the favorite ahead of. Uh, ahead of Moore and ahead of Schley. Okay. Um, well, which is pretty interesting. It, it seems like from what I can what I can gather, um, I think Schley's out of it. Okay. Like I think it's just between Garbers and Moore, which begs the question: Why did Schley transfer there? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would. But, say, yeah, I would say that does. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit concerning. You could have a really good life at Kent State. It's not that bad. Come on. No, it's not, a, it's not that bad at all. Could have been a star. Um, yeah, I mean Dante Moore obviously was a was a five star prospect. Um, he finished ranked as the number five overall player in America, number three quarterback in a preloaded yeah. class. Um, Ethan Garbers, I mean, has been fine. Not really fine, I guess. Like he's had eighty eight throws and thrown four picks which is as many interceptions as he's thrown. Yeah. When you're mostly playing against like G5 teams and like backups, that's probably not great. You don't want to see that. No. Um, That's yeah. He's pretty much just, he's a pretty limited quarterback. He's kind of just to me, like, uh, I guess to be fair, Chip Kelly's offense, they opened up a little bit more last year with DTR because he was so experienced, but by and large, this thing's asking to throw the ball 15 yards. So if you're throwing four picks than 15 yards in the line scrimmage, uh, (laughs) we've got, yeah, we've got bigger fish to fry at that point. (laughs) We got bigger fish to fry. I think probably what's happening here is that Dante Moore is not quite ready yet. Like I think he's getting there, but it's not quite there. Um, I think he will end up starting for this job. Maybe he doesn't get it week one. Maybe it's an open competition week one. They're trying to motivate him. I don't know. Like the fact the guy walked in and it's pretty publicly knowledge that he flipped to UCLA from Oregon because of a massive guaranteed NIL deal. Like Oregon, who has thrown a ton of money around. Um, has not but was not willing to meet his price and UCLA was Damn. which tells me it's just like yeah um you know I'm not trying to go full coach speak here but there's a little bit of like de-recruiting that has to happen yeah. when you have a situation like that um and I think that that's probably what we're seeing for more is that process 
I think he still starts. That's still my prediction. But maybe Garbers gets like first couple games and they flip over to to more. Yeah. I don't know. What's uh what's their schedule like? I already see their schedule. Yeah. Hard. Um, it's, it's really hard to. Uh, well, I we, guess we just did the. Pac-Man we have to assume that they're, they're a... going to get the horrible six game stretch against the other six, like the six best teams in the conference. So, um, ooh, not great. Not a great way to. Start they have the opposite season. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they they play Coastal, San Diego State, and Utah in their first four games. So yeah, well, also, I think um, NC Central is in there as well. So that shouldn't be that. That should be too bad. There's a chance for Dante Moore to get some playing time is against NC Central. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll say this after the bye week. They play, what, five horrendous defenses in Oregon State. It's a pretty rough secondary so far. Yeah. So, like, maybe you let Garber just eat shit in the first four games and then give more of the reins for the bye week. That can yeah. make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. The old the old Texas plan. We talked about that last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let them eat shit, and then, you, and then you toss Quinn in there, and it's fine. They didn't end up doing it, but they the, could. The Hudson card initiative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Hudson card initiative. Um, yeah, they're playing the Hudson card. So that's always an option. Um, you can always play the Hudson card. That's something to keep an eye on as well. So that's the quarterback news. It only took us a hour, a whole hour of the podcast. Did it really? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, we're 56 minutes in. Um, so <laughs> let's speed through the rest that's of this, of this well, intro. We have the running back one really, really quick. We yeah. have the running back one. Yeah. Um, and I also want to do the Harbaugh thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, but, we'll do these real quick. When it's week zero, you guys don't give a fuck. It's week yeah. zero. You're not going to. You guys don't care. We have seven games, um, and we honestly don't have that much to say about them. It's fine. We're going to get to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cam, Cam Davis, running back at Washington, he was their leading rusher back from last year's team, uh, is out for the season, unfortunately, they they announced today. You did the Washington preview pretty recently. I know they have a couple other running backs on the roster. I think Dylan Johnson is there from Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, Daniel Nata as well. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Johnson, Mississippi State, Dylan Yada from uh, Arizona State. Um. My answer here is it's not a big deal. Like Cam, like Cam Davis was, he's a pretty mediocre back. Like, I don't know. Like he's a sub five yards per carry guy in an offense where they're playing against light boxes most of the time. Um, he was actually worse under the Jimmy Lake system, which to be fair, everyone was, but like yeah. he didn't do a ton. Like he was just kind of a, he had 13 touchdowns never everyone's sights, but yeah, that's just a red zone back, right? He didn't really do much to the twenties. Yeah. Um, he's I, a I, decent I, pass catcher. But yeah, yeah, I, I I don't imagine it's going to be that hard to replace his production. Um, is still, I mean, it's a bummer to lose some some good depth, but I I don't think this is going to be the end of the world for them, especially because no. you don't need to have like a top flight running back to to make that offense go. No, and I think Dylan Johnson is pretty much better at everything Cam Davis does. Yeah, um, I like Dylan Johnson. I think he's so, a pretty good player. Me um, too. Last bit of news here: Jim Harbaugh has suspended himself. He's he's taking a three game suspension. Um, he did everything right and they indicted him. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he was, he was suspended for, for what is it? For racial stereotypes. What is this? I'm getting my, I'm getting my stories <laughs> crossed. What did Jim Harbaugh do? Uh, the Michigan fans are alleging it's over buying a recruiting burger, okay. which is pretty Can't obviously not the case at this point. Can't do that. Yeah, you it's, motherfucker. It's, <laughs> You're going straight just, to jail. It's just like. Credit to them. Credit to them and their propaganda machine, which yeah. has like the, the uh, the SB Nation white people buying you know, basically everything they say. Yeah. Um, they are pretty good at spreading that message here. Yeah. It's definitely not what what happened. Like Harbaugh is basically being re- accused of coordinating like on campus visits during dead periods via players, um, doing a lot of shit that that Arizona State did. Basically, and what got Herm, Herm Edwards in trial? Trouble. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, Herm Edwards in trouble. Is what I'm trying to say, and that, um, and that everyone um, you know wrung their their hands about and was was all 
high and mighty over when that happened. Um, which I guess just doesn't yeah. just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> just is not a concern now that it's uh, now that we're we're several years removed. Even though it was the same time frame that he was doing this. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think like I mean to me to be uh, fair, Herm also did a bunch of other shit that you can't do. But that that uh, yeah. yeah yeah. I mean the the answer here to me is like it's actually a pretty smart play for Michigan given like the, like basically tried to get him off just four games and couldn't do it. Cause then so they wouldn't take it. And, and then they got kind of pissed off the way Michigan was leaking shit to the media. And, and obviously they, uh, it's to be in, in, in Michigan's defense. It is unfair that the NCAA violated like, like, you know, Harbaugh and Michigan have a gag order on ongoing NCAA stuff. They can't say anything about it. And Michigan, sorry about the NCAA gave a statement about the investigation while well, well, Harbaugh Michigan can't speak about it, which is, I think, bullshit, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but fuck them. Who cares? They're Michigan. Yeah. Um, but but basically, uh, I don't know. Like, it, it seems to me it's a pretty serious offense that uh, the NCAA is pretty pissed off and that what Michigan's doing here, I think, pretty smartly is trying to split up the suspension. This will not be the last one they take. Um, by the way they pushed it so far close to the season, that a full decision for NCAA would not come down until next season. So by just taking three games off, it means Michigan doesn't have to worry about the conference schedule at all with Harbaugh. He basically gets to get reps for um, Sharon Moore during the season uh, and kind of negotiate for next season. If he's back next year, which is at this point fairly unclear, he's not under contract next season. He obviously tries to get an NFL job every single offseason. He, he's going to keep doing that. He loves to do that. He loves to go into a season without an extension for the next season. He's always doing that shit. Yeah, it's his second time in, what, four years to do this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah the, but... Wasn't it like the 2021 season he didn't have an extension for 2022 or something like that? I I think it's 2020 to 2021. Yeah. That might be. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Or yeah, maybe you're right. Either way, yeah, second time in three or four years he's doing this. Um, honestly, for Michigan, it's pretty smart, right? Like, I, I, if Harbaugh's back, next year to me, and I, to be fair, I'm a Michigan hater, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably a Michigan hater before I'm a Buckeye fan, I would say. Yes, um, you are. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, they play – I think it's next year is a, is a rebuilding year no matter what. Like, so much of this roster is gone next year that they are looking at a rebuilding season no matter what happens. Like, they just have so much veteran depth this year's team. And a lot of these guys graduate, there's eligibility, et cetera. Uh, and they've been in the portal. They've recruited pretty poorly in the last few years. Like, there's just a lot of guys that have to be replaced. So, I think next year should be going year no matter what. I don't think Arbaugh intends to see that out if he can get a pro job. Um, I think there's a chance he retires. I don't know. That's just speculation, of course. But either way, next year is going to be rough. So it lets them make sure they don't have any distractions during the conference season with him this year. Take a partial punishment, and next year, uh, they're basically sacrificing themselves to Texas, right? Because they have Texas on the schedule week two next year. They could play. I think they, they could play a a Big Ten team in week three. I think they would open week three, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So they're basically just sacrificing whoever the next coach is, whether it's Harbaugh or somebody else, for the suspension next year. Or if Harbaugh comes back. He's going to just take the lumps in the rebuilding year. They're trying to split it up between two seasons with the generally weak non-con besides Texas. So, I mean, it's honestly a pretty savvy move. It's clearly not the end of it. Keep the Mel's reported as such. These next further suspensions coming down next year. It's going to it's going to be another one next year, but it's just split up between two seasons. Yeah. So they don't kind of, you know, miss anything against good teams this year. It's so funny that the NCAA is still doing this, that you can still get in trouble with the NCAA. What's the point? 
Like, what is the fucking point? Why are we? Why are we still pretending that the <laughs> that the NCAA? Like, this is the only thing that they do now is they deny waiver requests and then they uh, they punish one coach a year. Um, and usually the school gets around to it before they can even do anything. Like the, the, the punishment for Tennessee was that Jeremy Pruitt gets executed, right? It's like, it's, what is the point? What do we, why? Who cares? Why does this thing need to still exist? Why are we pretending that like Charlie Baker is, is in any position of power? Who cares? It's, they don't have, they don't have the ability to do this shit anymore. It's, it's really funny that once a year, the NCAA comes back out and they're like, oh, we should be taken seriously. We, they release a statement about how they should be taken seriously. And, uh, like, yeah, he, he probably, I, I think he objectively has broken rules, but like, why doesn't, this is the only thing that the NCAA is even doing. What do they do? What is the job of the, of the NCAA administrator at this point, other than this shit? Yeah, I mean, the answer is if you're Michigan, like, why'd you cooperate at all? Yeah. <laughs> why'd you let those motherfuckers in the door? It's not like they have the big credentials yeah. anymore. Oh, the NCAA's but, here. Okay. So what? Fuck off. Like, wait in the lobby. Yeah. yeah. Watch out, watch out, uh, watch out like, Mr. Reagan. The EPA is here. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, Herm Edwards got in trouble because one of his former assistants leaked, like, he, they leaked him on 4K hosting recruits during COVID. Like, unless that happened in Michigan, unless someone was recording video of Jim Harbaugh seeing a recruit in the dead period, which I doubt happened, yeah. then they should have just lied and said nothing and given nothing. Yeah. Um, or he did the Jim Trestle method of, like, posting he was planning to lie on his, like, you know, publicly available email. It's you know, one <laughs> of those a, two things. It's a signature. It's a signature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a, yeah there's a Michigan player took a video about of of Jim Harbaugh going dad mode at the illegal COVID practice. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much like they should have just lied, just their own fault. Like they're gonna, it's their own hubris as always. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad he's he's eating a little shit. Uh, as we know, and it, come on, like you got to admit, <clears throat> even as a neutral fan, Patrick. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny, like for Michigan to have the entire time they were bad, been doing like all, you know, modern culture. Corrupt, we want to engage in that, yada yada. And like now they're, you know, now they're doing everything they accuse everyone else of, right? Like they're getting guys off charges until the season ends, like for critical players. They're cheating for recruiting. Like they're doing everything they lobbied at everybody else. They're like, you know, having racist ass players not getting punishment. Uh-huh. They're like letting. Uh, famously evil, like, you know, idols of the program, like, just go unsolid to, I think, any public embarrassment. Like, they're doing everything. They let me to criticism of it. Every other program in the country is good. Yeah. Uh, well, in like a speed run of like a two year period. And it's working for yeah, them. They, Obviously, it's working. Two, two playoff berths and two Big Ten championships. Sounds like it's a, sounds like it's working pretty well. They got, they got with the yeah. time. And, basi- <laughs> and basically, every fan of that team except Dan is like a guy that, like, you know, you know, bitch them over that stuff and like act there above it. And now they're just all doing it. So yeah. it's pretty funny. Dan loves. I've always said that about him. <laughs> um, so he's on board with all. He's like, why haven't you get with the fucking program? Finally, they're doing what I've been doing for years. Um, <laughs> parody not real sorry dan dan that one is my sorry, bad. i should have laughed to be a little, a little soft fighting that one my bad i just let that one sit <laughs> just let that one yeah linger here he's not even here to defend himself i might uh i might, I might have to bleep that one and then he's gonna text you to ask you what i said it happens every time I always think I'll die. and then you're gonna have and then it'll be you who has to tell him it's not even it's not my fault anymore <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bleep that whole section. I'm just going to leave his name in. 
Oh, man, that'll be good. All right, Ryan, you want to do the watch list? You want to talk about these week zero games a little bit? Yeah, I guess we can do this pretty quick. Yeah, let's <laughs> knock this. Let's knock this. This shit is supposed out. to be a quick episode. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I mean, it's um, still going to be quicker than they usually are. At least that's good news for us. We're um, back to normal season two. We're back to normal. It's finally yeah. we're getting back to ninety minute episodes. I believe it. It's going to be insane when we have to try and do a thirty minute recap show. No way. It's the first week. Week. Uh, week one. We're going to begin here an hour and a half. It's going to be a disaster. And then on the on the call afterward, we're going to be like, we can't do that again. And then we're going to do that shit again. It'll be over. Yeah, it's kind of cool how we always do that. Uh, we'll learn for next year. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, Patrick, <laughs> this is your baby. Run me through the Abu Ghraib Game of the Week. Yeah, so uh, Abu Ghraib Game of the Week, for those of you who don't remember how we do these or you're new, uh, this is the FBI watch list. <laughs> I suppose out of context, it might be a little bit strange that we've just said the Abu Ghraib Game of the Week. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to Flipping the Field. We do something called the FBI watch list list it's the games that you should watch but we wanted to add a little bit of flair so it's the fbi watch list it's the abu Ghraib abu Ghraib game of the week uh guantanamo bay which is like the second tier most wanted which is the third tier and the no fly list which is the the games that are on but you really they're just on it's just something to mention that you can watch if you want to um usually during a, an actual weekend where there's several different slates of games we do these by time slate we do noon afternoon evening and then whatever else like a weekday game or, or anything else um but because there's only seven games these are all grouped into just the one saturday slate so setting up your your actual uh schedule for when you're going to watch games is a little bit different different because there's not any games on until if you're in the eastern time zone 230 with the notre dame navy game and so you can pretty much just just jump around. You you don't need to set the slate as much this time because there's just not that many football games. So the Abu Ghraib game of the week, the best game of the week, is Ohio at San Diego State. That's on on uh, FS1 at 7 p.m. Um, this is a banger. These are these are two teams. I think Ohio more so than San Diego State, but this is two teams that are probably going to contend within their respective conferences. Um, now, granted, the, the Mountain West is probably better than the MAC, and so that that might come out in the wash anyway. Uh, Ohio is the more experienced of the two, brings back quite a few players from last year's really really good ten win team. Um, notably, Curtis Rourke is back at quarterback, and it was it was announced I think either today or earlier this week that he is playing in this game, which is good news. He tore his ACL last year, but he is playing. He's healthy. Excited about that. Excited to watch him play. They also bring back their leading rusher. Um, I think it's Sia Bengura, Sia Bengura, who was really, really good for them last year. Um, Sam Wigloose yep. is back at wide receiver. He was the uh, the number one guy last year. Uh, Miles former Cross Buckeye is back. Yeah, yeah, Brian, former, former, yeah, Brian Hartline developed here. Um, <laughs> Miles Cross <laughs> is back, number two. Jacoby Jones is back. He was their big play threat last season. Um, I think this offense is going to be really, really good for Ohio. I'm really excited to watch these guys play. The defense is <laughs> not going to be very good. The defense has not been very good for a while. It might take a, a slight step forward this year, but I, I don't, I'm not super confident in that. Um, the good news for Ohio is that matchup works out pretty well. San Diego State's offense has been an issue for a long time now. I would guess it will probably continue to be an issue this year. I, I do like their quarterback, Jalen Maiden. I think he's pretty good. Um, but there's not a whole lot of proven talent at halfback. There's not anything at all in the pass-catching core. Um, and I, I think it's going to be kind of a kind of a rough year for them, even with a new coordinator. Uh, but the defense there is pretty good. The defense loses most of its front six. 
But the secondary is pretty much intact, and they have a whole bunch of transfers and reserves who I think are ready to step into big roles. Um, this is really a strength-on-strength strength matchup with the Ohio offense against the San Diego State defense, and a really fascinating one stylistically. You get that 3-3-5 against sort of the pistol option. Ohio has softened that a bit and throws the ball more now, but this is fun. This is going to be really fun, and I think that on the other side, you have two pretty weak units that shouldn't really overshadow the good stuff in this game. Um, this is a, this is a main screen, watch the whole game. It's on FS1. Um, this is a really good football game. I'm very excited to watch this one. Yeah, it's worth noting. I was looking up, uh, uh, Parker Fleming, not the Ohio State coach, but the stats of war guy on Twitter is a good follow. Yeah. Um, he has the San Diego State, uh, defense projected being 111th, the defensive success rate, uh, the defensive success rate projection, or sorry. Yeah, 111th, and the projected defensive success rate for pass defense for Ohio is 130th, which is the second worst in the country, if you keeping track at home, um, which is what we call not good. Um, and here's the thing is, Ohio can maybe pass a little bit, uh, and San Diego State cannot. Yeah. Um, I think these are two, like you said, pretty evenly matched teams. I think the fact that Ohio has a quarterback and San Diego State has none yeah. uh, is probably the difference here. I yeah. would say that Ohio can pass the ball a lot I think Ohio can pass the ball pretty damn well given that they bring back all their receivers I think Curtis works pretty good I would expect that they could yeah. pass the ball here I do think that expectation or really the numbers are going to be a little bit lower on San Diego State because of how much they lose but I I trust that defense sure. generally to develop new starters um, I think this is going to be a pretty good game I, I, I think that on paper, if we're just talking about roster talent, San Diego State obviously has more of that. They're in a better conference. They recruit better. Um, but if we're talking about proven talent and guys that we trust, I think Ohio is pretty significantly ahead there. I'm really, really excited to watch this one. I think this is going to be a really, a really, really good way to start the season. This is the easily the marquee, and in, in my mind, I'm going to watch all of this one. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I do have some social plans. I'm maybe not necessarily locking in for the night games this one. I'm kind of giving myself a preview before the season gets here. Yeah. However, I am looking forward to like seeing some of this. Um, and that's very different know, from your I, usual I, Saturday nights. You usually don't go out on Saturday nights, even during the football that's season. That's so true. I'm famously, <laughs> I'm a teetotaler. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing this too. I think it's, it's too, like you said, it's the, the two, it's the most competitive game between two quality teams. There are two better teams playing, at least two teams better than these guys playing this weekend. Yeah. Um, but they don't play good competition. So, I'm looking forward to this one. Looking forward to watching it. Um, I would take Ohio here. The Vegas line has San Diego State by three and a half, but I, I think uh, I'm picking Ohio. And I, again, we're not doing gambling talk here, but just against a reference. It's a good, it's a good reference. Yeah, the reference kind of like yeah the expectation here. I think it's a little bit surprising. I think Ohio is is probably the better team. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, for reference, SP Plus has uh, San Diego State as uh, about eight points better for this one. So uh, SP plus is a little wow. bit, is a little bit higher on them and also a little bit lower notably on Ohio. I we don't usually do predictions a ton on here, so I'm not going to fuck it. Never mind. I, I'm not going to tell enough. you, I'm not going to tell you what I think. You don't get to know who I think is going to win this game. That is a secret that I will take to the motherfucking grave. Next up, um, Guantanamo Bay section first up at 5:30 on CBSSN is a uh, a CUSA conference game between UTEP and Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State's first game at the FBS level. UTEP looking to get back to a bowl game after coming up just short last season. A lot of UTEP's roster is intact. I think that they are going to be improved this season, maybe just a little bit. They were they were really close to a bowl game last year. They they brought back a lot of that 7-16 and 16 from 2021. They bring back a lot of those guys again this year, um, notably at, uh, at at quarterback. I'm 
completely blanking on his name. Gavin Hardison is back. Uh, Dion Hankins at halfback is back. He's really good. They brought back Tyron Smith, who transferred briefly to Texas A&M after a 1,000-yard receiving season last year. Uh, he was there for about two weeks and then transferred back to UTEP. We love that. That's an awesome <laughs> that's an awesome little story. Um, and then I think, that their, uh, I think their defense is going to be pretty good. I think their defense is going to improve from last season. I like a lot of the guys that they have in the front. Um, they, they lose Jadrian Taylor, and I don't know why I've, I've, uh, signed up here to say praise Amawule's name again, cause I'm never able to say it, but he's back. He's mm-hmm. really good. I think the defense is going to take a step forward. I think UTEP's going to be pretty good this year. And so I'm excited to see them play against Jacksonville state, which just has an offense. It's a rich rod team. Defense was awful at the FCS level last year. And I don't think it's going to get a whole lot better this year. They didn't really bring in a ton of guys who I like. But the offense was awesome. Um, I think that it's going to be really good again this year, even without Zion Webb, who finally graduated. He was like a three-year starter there and had been there for six years or something. Um, Yeah, since 2017. Uh, It looks like the guy who's going to step up at quarterback there is Deshaun Smoot, who was a three-star prospect out of Springfield, Ohio. Wow. Yeah, uh, I saw him play in high school. Yeah, he was good. He was was really good at the the high school level. I like him. I like him as a fit for the offense. It's a rich rod offense. I think you know basically what to expect from these guys. They scored like 36 points a game last year. I think they're going to run their shit out of the ball. It's a really good first test for this UTEP front. I think that this is another one of those good just style matchups. UTEP is probably better here. I would expect that UTEP will win this game, but I do think it's going to be a fun watch, and it has conference significance. That's good. I I, I like that to start the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tend to agree. I'm also looking forward to seeing Rich Rod's team play uh, at the FBS level. Um, they did go nine and two last year, um, five and zero conference play. They were ineligible for the playoffs because of just the rules about transitioning to, to FBS. Um, but that is a really good team that won their conference last season. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing them play. I, I kind of, I guess it's a pretty quality matchup. I, I think you're right to highlight this one out. I'm just kind of curious what they look like at the FBS level and, and get a sense of the competition. Cause we'll know pretty fast. Yep. Next up. Oh, also I'll mention, cause I, I have all these, I did a big master schedule with all the SP plus projections, the Bill Connolly SP plus projections. Um, so true. Minus 0.3 is the difference here. It, it's a, uh, it's Jacksonville state favored by 0.3 points, 27.4 to 27.1 should be good. Should be a really fun football game. I'm excited to see this. I think it's going to be competitive. Um, also in the Guantanamo Bay section, San Jose State at USC. This is the first of two games involving a top 15 team. Top 15? Top 10? Top 15. I think it's top 15. Um, this is, uh, top 10, pretty sure. Is Notre Dame in the top 10? Well, you, said, you said USC. No, first of two. I was saying the first of two top 15. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. Notre Dame no, top I think 15. Notre Dame is yeah, like yeah. 13th or something. Um, yeah, but uh, right one of uh, two. Notre Dame is ranked 13th. Let's go. Perpetual, the number 13 team in the country, Notre Dame. Every year, just put them right there. Sign them in. Don't need to put them anywhere else. Um, but uh, this is the first chance to see USC. Obviously, I think people know the deal with USC. I don't really need to run through what USC has going on. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Pac-12 network, so you can just steal this somewhere online. Um, there are plenty of places to do it. It's not that hard. Why are they still putting shit on the Pac-12 network? It's over, motherfucker. Just play it on a regular channel. Just stream it. 
God, get over yourselves. Um, but uh, I will tell you a little bit about San Jose State, which brings back awesome quarterback Chevin Cordero, really, really good runner, really fun to watch. Uh, and that's he's a, been there for so long. Yeah, he well, the, the thing is he was at Hawaii before that, and so he's been in the Mountain West forever, and he's been a starter for like four or five seasons now. Um, he's really good. He's a really good football player. I'm excited to watch him play against a defense that cannot tackle and will not tackle and certainly can't tackle a running quarterback. Um, that is not, that is not in the repertoire for these guys. Uh, but he is about, he's about it on this San Jose state team. They lose Elijah cooks, who was really good for them at wide receiver. I I like Justin Lockhart. I think he's going to be good. I think he can step into that spot. He's about it though. Um, I do like Kyrie Robinson at halfback. He's fine. He's just, he's totally fine. He, he's too inconsistent probably to do a, a ton of damage, but he's, he's a fine, he's a fine uh, runner. Defense loses a lot of stars. I know you were a big, um, what was his name? Uh, Viliami Fahoko. You were a big Viliami Fahoko guy on this defensive line. Yeah. Uh, they also lose, they also lose Cade Hall who played opposite him. I think that the rest of the defense is probably going to be okay. I like Kyle Parham, a decent amount of linebacker. I think that, uh, or, or, I don't Brian Brian or yeah Brian Brian with a Y and a U classic name Brian Parham at linebacker I think he's pretty good but they do lose a couple starters there San Jose State's in decent shape to be a bowl team in the Mountain West they're not going to be amazing or anything but I think that that Cordero being here the way that they run the ball does present some challenges to a USC defense that sucks um, and will continue to suck. I think this is going to be high scoring. I would guess that this is like a, this is a classic USC start to the season where they win like 59 to 39 or something like that. And the offense puts up huge numbers, but the defense just gets shellacked all game, um, which is fine. That's a good thing to have on it at 8 PM. I like that. Yeah. We love that for them. It's their board to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I'm – we kind of know what a lot of this USC team is, right? Like, it's like Alex Grinch is back. It's the same fucking thing. He always does a defense. So I don't really care to see anyone on their defense. Yeah. I guess Bear Alexander might be like – I may have a couple highlight plays, but he's a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the thing I'm most excited to see yeah, no. for USC <laughs> – the thing I'm most excited to see for USC is, like, we get to watch a healthy Marshawn Boyd again, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, uh, he's healthy throughout the season. He's an awesome running back to watch. Uh, I guess competition like this. I mean, San Jose State's a you know, like I said, a decent enough team, but not really like very good roster. You know, like through the roster, I think just watching an explosive, freaky kind of twitched up running back like that. It's going to be pretty fun to watch. So I'm yeah. looking forward to some Marshawn Lloyd carries and see what he looks like. Yeah, the four games that they get from him this season are going to be so sick. That's going to be awesome when they have him for four games. Um, I'm rooting for him. Dude. I like him. I don't, yeah, I'm I, rooting I, against USC broadly. I don't want this to happen. I'm just speaking logically. He's, he's going to play about four games for them this season. Um, all right, most wanted. Next up, next category, Notre Dame versus Navy. I think this is in... Ireland? Is that right? Is this one of the Ireland games? That's right. Uh, 2.30 Eastern on NBC. It's the only one, actually. Okay. Well, they do this every year. Um, It's This is the worst version of San Jose State USC, basically. This is where I start to run out of juice for these games, four games in. Um, I don't think Navy's going to be especially good this year. I don't don't really even have the... I I can't really even sell them to you, if I'm going to be honest with you. I I think it's just not going to be very good for Navy this year. But... If you want to see Notre Dame, if you want to see Notre Dame's defense against an option attack, option adjacent attack, uh, this is 
you know, it could be fairly interesting. I, I, mostly this is just an opportunity to see Notre Dame and to see that offense playing not against air, but basically against air. Um, that might be kind of interesting. This is Notre Dame scouting, basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They lose Logan Diggs. They have Audrick Estime in the, in the backfield there. I think their lines be pretty good as it pretty much always is. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I'm curious to kind of see how Sam Hartman does and not the Wake Forest offense. Yeah. Um, sort of fun, fun to remember that he's there. Receivers. Yeah, I guess it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like um, it. I like to remember that he's there. I mean, it's kind of a fun surprise for me. Oh, yeah. Sam Hartman's there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, here's the thing is, like, who the fuck is going to catch the football? Uh-huh. Um, Michael Mayer's gone, and they had a couple receivers. They had a couple receivers, like, Jaden Thomas and, uh, let's say, Dion Cozy are back there. Um, those guys are, you know, like, sure. they're, they're football players. Like, uh-huh. I mean, I think they combined for... for uh what cozy or thomas had 25 receptions for 361 large last year and Coz and colsey rosie had uh had nine for 92 those are the top two guys that are back i mean their number one receiver <clears throat> receptions transferred to be a preferred walk-on corner at ohio state um which is not a not a great sign for your offense no no that's not exactly what you want yeah, I I don't know. Kind of interesting, I guess, to see Notre Dame. This one is this is where you see the the different the line of difference between games that you probably should watch and games that are just on and available if you are in need of some football. I'm sure that a lot of people are going to watch Notre Dame Navy because it's the first game on and it gets the entire three hour window to to play out. Um, so I'm I'm sure I'll watch it as well. But there are uh, there are better games of, of this of this slate for sure. Uh, another uh, another CUSA conference game here. FIU at Louisiana Tech, 9 p.m. on CBS SN. I don't know why this is the nightcap and not like the New Mexico State game, which we're going to talk about in a minute, or the USC game, which we did talk about, or the San Diego State game. I don't know why the Louisiana game is the one that's on at 9, but um, the main sell here that I that I can give you is on Louisiana Tech. There's not a whole lot to be excited about with, with FIU, but I do think it's going to be really interesting to see what this Louisiana Tech team looks like because it's all new. They brought in a whole bunch of new guys. They were not good last year in Sonny Cumbie's first year. They brought in Hank Bachmeyer at quarterback, who was at uh, Boise State. They brought in Tyree Shelton and Craig Williams from Miami of Ohio and Baylor, respectively, to Coldest Crawford. Um, they brought in a, a Wyoming offensive lineman. The offense is the less of the two sides of this team that brought in the more transfers. The defense has more somehow even than the offense does. They're going to look all new. They're going to look completely new. They have a whole bunch of guys who I think are pretty good, a whole bunch of guys who could be good, uh, and then a whole bunch of guys who we don't know anything about, like uh, Colby Fields, who is a linebacker at LSU, really hasn't played. Jaden Gray, who is a defensive lineman at Iowa State. Demarcus Griffin Taylor, who is a defensive back at Houston, like there, there are some, there are some guys here. There are some big names here, but it's just guys who haven't done a whole lot to this point. Um, I think, I think Louisiana Tech could end up being decent this year. I think that they are one of the bigger breakout contenders in this conference if all of those transfers hit, which is a big if. Um, but I am fascinated to see what that offense looks like. I think Bachmeyer fits what Sonny Cumbie wants to do pretty well. I think that they should be pretty good from the jump on offense. 
and they're going to they're gonna not face a whole lot of resistance here with the FIU defense, which is one of the worst in the country. One of the only ones that is worse than FIU's defense is Louisiana Tech's defense. So could be high scoring, could be fun. I think that Louisiana Tech is the main attraction here. I am, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to watch this one. I'm sorry to undermine everything you just said, but I just want to be clear here. If you are a person who, un- like, you're about to lock into the season for the next 14 weeks at least. Uh-huh. If you take time on a Saturday night to watch this game kick off at 9 p.m. Eastern, you do not have a good enough social life. You need to evaluate who your friends are. <laughs> I, I just not, want to be frank about I, this. I do I, not agree with this statement. It's fine. It's fine to watch FIU Louisiana Tech. It's been a long time since we've watched football. It might be kind of interesting. Who cares? Come on. What, what, what's, Come going, on. what's going on on an, on an August Saturday night? What are we doing? I mean, dude, uh, hopefully a lot of things. No. Yeah. <laughs> no no can't be done just it simply can't be done it's it's uh not that time of year it's not the time of year for going out save that for the fucking summer you commie <laughs> what are you doing football's here it's still the sit summer your, sit your ass on the couch summer's over football's here sit your ass on the couch it's done it's summertime i i hope you got all your socializing done because it's it's football hour. Um, no fly list. I'm just going to breeze on through these. UMass at New Mexico State, 7 p.m. on ESPN, which is really good. I like that that's the main broadcast that ESPN is doing, the only one that they're doing of the day. Why? <laughs> Why is this the pick? <laughs> this is one of the worst ones. Um, New Mexico State, I think, is going to be fun to watch. I, I like I like them. I like what they do. I like Diego Diego Pavia quarterback. I think they're going to be a, a contender for a bowl game this year. UMass is horrible. Um, UMass is the unfortunate part of this equation that I think makes the game not really all that watchable. But I do like New Mexico State, and I love that they're on ESPN. So if you're if you're around and you need something to do, if you're not uh, if you're not out partying like some people. Uh, this is something to watch. And then, uh, and then also Hawaii at Vanderbilt, 7.30 p.m. on the SEC network. Uh, I don't know, man. Hawaii's offense might be kind of fun this year. They bring back a quarterback who I kind of like in, in uh, Braden Shager. He's okay. Can someone, can someone who's listening clip that Patrick soft moan yeah. and use it in an appropriate way? That, that was kind of supposed to be a, 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 an oog. Yeah. It kind of came out as a don't do a that. slightly pornish moan. To Can be, someone please put that? To be clear, and use it for nefarious purposes. To be to be clear, do not do that. Just just let's <laughs> just get this out of the way real quick. Do not. do If that. you're listening to this and do that for me, I will Venmo you five bucks. Okay, I'll Venmo I'll Venmo you ten dollars if you're listening and you don't do it. So he's <laughs> sending ten dollars to a lot of people. Um, yeah, Braden Shager is here at quarterback. I think he's he's okay. He wasn't very good last year, but they they do run the they're one of the only teams left that runs the run and shoot. That's kind of fun. I I don't really think you should watch this one. If I'm going to be honest, there are better games on in this time <laughs> slot. Whatever. If you're a Vanderbilt or Hawaii fan, then you should watch this one. But other than that, it's just something that's on that maybe you can flip to if you need to. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, Ryan, anything else before we get out of here? Do you want to do a moan? No. Do you want to do a moan that I can clip and then we can pair them together and do that as like an intro song? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna refrain for now, hmm. but I'll take it up later in the season. You, yeah. you give me a Buckeyes win over Penn State, and I'll moan for you. That's all. That's um, all it takes to make you moan is a win over Penn State. Low standards. I mean, honestly, whatever Indiana <laughs> makes me a little horny. Yeah, <laughs> that I can clip. Indiana makes me a little horny. That I can clip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voiced by open hard. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to football back. I'm just excited. Like I, I know I was shit talking the later games, and 
to be clear, I was being genuine. I do believe that. <laughs> However, I am looking forward to at least watching uh at least watching the 230 and 530 kicks uh and probably like trying to go to a bar that has a tv on for the seven or eight o'clock kicks yeah and later um uh, i'm I'm excited man football's back we're, we're in the zone you don't sound very excited. it's not much to start <laughs> no i am i am i am I, listen i'm you're not even gonna watch ohio just... san diego state you don't even care you're, <laughs> you're, you're out you're, also are this you, is, a as a guy fan? who like watches as a guy who watches hundreds of college games per year like generously like that's conservatively um thousands i've never <laughs> yeah, you're right hundreds <laughs> hundreds is fair hundreds is correct <laughs> i watch some of the triple digits of games per year <laughs> i have never been a week zero guy um just because i mean the games are usually pretty bad like it's pretty rare we get a good week zero i think we had a decent one a couple years ago yeah but more often than not yeah. we get a bad week zero which, like, for me, my thought is, look, I'm about to piss off a lot of people I care about by watching football and ignoring them for, like, multiple hours, you know, a dozen hours every Saturday, which I'm okay with. That's that's what I, that's what I want to live my life. But because I do that, I kind of take week zero as, like, hey, look, catch a game. Like, I, I watch week zero like a, normal like a lot of casual fans yeah. watch the whole season. Yeah, like a normal guy. Yeah. yeah, which is, like, maybe watch one game from your house, then go out and, like, have fun with friends the rest of the day and, like, see what's on. If there's a close game, trigger to a spot to watch a TV at the bar. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to lock in that hard for weeks here. I'll admit it. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Ryan has capitulated to terrorist demands. He does not like football. He's not going to watch it. Doesn't even care. <laughs> Doesn't even care, folks. Is uh it's it's sad. It's sad to see that, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I do. I will watch all of these games, every single one of them, every snap of every single one of these games. I'm committing to it right now. I will come back with a full uh, book report on each game, full 2,000 word write up of every single game, um, and we'll be back with uh, something. I don't know if we're doing. I don't think we're doing a recap show for this, right? We don't need to do a recap show for seven games. That would no, be- I think you and I are recording the SEC preview tomorrow. Yeah. We have to record the Big Ten preview, and then we're doing, which is pretty fucking late. We yeah. are. That's my bad. That's that one's it's on okay. me. It's okay. um, if it makes you feel any better, I have like I have like eight position previews for Utah State still left to do. There's eleven games or eleven days until they start. Playing. Yeah. So well, it's cool. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then if it isn't the consequences that, of our actions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what can you do? We're we're fun loving guys. Um, uh. After that, we are uh, we're doing the week one preview, and then from there, it's three podcasts a week. So I yep. mean, I guess just say on the schedule front. First of all, before you guys you know skip the rest of this, uh, use the code kickoff going to sign up if you're a floater. You know, you meetupmidfield.com. Yep. Code kickoff, fifty percent off. Say it one more time. Um, however, uh, the the Labor Day weekend games because it's a pretty good game Monday night with Clemson Duke. Yep. I think we'll probably record. Do we record after that Monday night? Do we record Monday before that? I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, um, we're, we're probably going to be on, I don't know, I think it was the plan tentatively that you and I were going to do a playback stream for that game, right? Um, oh, yeah. So we record beforehand and then just do like, skip that game from it? I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Either way, the three podcasts a week uh, starts um, two weeks from today. Yep. yep two man. weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's here. Season's here. We've been saying it for months. Season's here. <laughs> Football's back. 